The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. They're supposed to be. It's supposed to wake you up. Well, I wasn't asleep. Well, hopefully it woke up anybody that's listening. I thought the whole point of the podcast is to help people go to sleep. And I think that's a very good selling point. Well, I don't know. There's there's actually there's actually something about... I think there's a guy that makes... There's a few folks that make money helping people with their insomnia. But that's not what we're supposed to be, Dave. Oh. Well. We're supposed to be in, like semi-informative, aren't we? Uh, well, you know... I don't know how to be informative. I don't know where to get the information, and uh, I've I've gone to I've gone to uh, to eschew. What's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. You know what what, what countries do to spies? Execute them? No. Prosecute them? No. Out them? No. You know when they act like they don't know you? Oh yeah. Plausible deniability? No, it's for Mission Impossible. What do they do? Oh, shit. I can't remember the word. It'll come to you. Anyway. I've decided to stop listening to mass media propaganda. What? So that means... What are you going to listen to? Usually I just listen to the voices in my head. Okay, but they're all, but they, but you know, I've, I've gotten kind of annoyed with them, so I stopped. But anyway, um, you have voices in your head. Mm-hmm. Doesn't everybody? Mm-hmm. I'm not a schizophrenic. No, I mean, <clears throat> well, I know you're not a schizo. Well, because you know, uh, you know, you know, my whole deal about 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 the people with the power trying to divvy up everybody and keep their power. So I. And you know, for a while, I've been getting a little, little, little heated. Uh huh. I get, I get heated every time I listen to anything. All right. Or see anybody. <laughs> so I stopped. But you don't seem that heated, though. Like, maybe are you heated like under the surface? Because like you're not a, you're not an outwardly angry person. Well, like when you're dealing with like mundane bullshit and people's bullshit. Well, I'm an adult, so... You seem to just, you know, you're just like, whatever. Right, I'm an adult. But, you know, things get me really mad. Like injustice. There is no justice. And and what gets me madder is the people that are preying on the people in the name of justice. Oh, just irks me like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Because they're scammers. So I decided that I'm just going to not listen and you know I'm surprised that you it took this long well I was I was I was needing something to do with my downtime and it wasn't helping my downtime so do you get do you get whipped out when you're listening to these guys no 
I get worked up after. Okay. Because I get worked up when I'm listening to them. I get worked up after when people start spouting the same stuff. You know, just regurgitating various news items. Right. I just get angry. So I decided to stop that. We tried that for a while. It didn't work very well. What? Talking about what was on the news. Yeah, well, it's just a lot of it's... A lot of it's just aimed at making everybody angry and and infantilized. Right. So, you know... And the and the and the people that and it's so funny because there are people that are so scared, like the pundits. They're so scared that people just stop. They're like, "You can't stop! You can't stop! You got to be part of this. You got to pick a side." Okay, how about my side? <laughs> Why do I got to pick yours? How about my interests? But the, but you can you can only be on two sides, right? Yeah, because if I don't play on that in that in that realm, <clears throat> then. They're just going to become irrelevant. It's that whole Henry Ford thing, right? You can have any color you want as long as it's black. But people kind of look at you funny when you say, you know, I don't want to play. Right? Mm-hmm. You get that look. Oh, that guy's just, that guy's weird. That guy's weird. That guy's unhinged. That guy's whatever. And and so, you know, that, that, should, that should tell you something. Why is it so important I play on your field? Right. And if you come to think of it, it seems like everybody I run into is like, oh, yeah, you know, I agree. And I'm like, but why are you playing? Oh, well, you know, because because I got to eat, because this, because I got, I got mouths to feed, you know, whatever. Which those are all valid points. Yes. But that's I understand. A, but that's a rationalization for you to do what you want to do. Right. But you can rationalize anything. But that's that's what we do. You know, uh, remember when I used to I still think that that there are some universalities among all people. One of them is that you want to be able to tell the people what to do, no matter who you are. Okay. And if there's a person saying, well, I don't do that, then you're like the biggest one. Okay. But the other thing, you know, we've talked about this before is the, you know, the whole thing about, especially, especially on, on the, on the, on the, uh, the non popular folks. When I say popular, non, like, well, the conservative radio folks are always just like, what are they saying? Oh, they're always talking about fairness and, you know, rules for thee, but not for me. But if you think about it, it's the same for everybody. Everybody wants no rules for me and everybody else to toe the line with the rules. I don't care who you are. That must be the human thing. It is a human thing. And again, I've, I've also found that when people sit there and say, oh, no, I don't think like that. I want the same rules to be applied to everybody. Like, bullshit. No, you don't. Because if you did, you wouldn't speed. Well, everybody else is doing it. Okay. I proved my point. Right. Well, not even I proved my point. Like, okay, so everybody else is doing it, so you should be able to, so you should do it too. So, so do you think, like, taking the conservative radio guys as an example... Some of them seem like they're true believers in the cause. I think that they're they're true true believers. They're true believers in the cause that gives them their power and their influence and their. But you don't. So you don't think that anybody's out there just trying to kind of just. Not anybody known. So if you're if you're big, then. Yeah. You're 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 in on it. Because. Because the the age old joke about about 
politics and power is is true. Which is what? Which is I'm, I I I wasn't doing it to set it up so that you would ask. It's just I was about to say something and <laughs> I was about to say it. But it's true. You're either at the table or you're on the menu. Wow. And because we're in groups, that's that's really the only choice. You're either at the table or you're on the menu. And so if you don't have a seat at the table, then that's a problem. Well, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. Okay. And anything, any any endeavor, any issue, that's true. Whatever it is, <clears throat> politics, uh, religion, uh, uh, you know, helping out those less fortunate. You're either you're either at the table, or you're on the menu. But if you don't play, well, you don't have to play that game. But then you become disorganized. The whole point. The whole point of the whole point of, of society, and all all the the various philosophies that run with it, is a simple truth. If there are more of you, then you're stronger. Right. Like the whole idea of fascism. By yourself, you're just a stick. But if you're a bundle of sticks, you can't be broken. Or right. it's harder. Right. Right. Yeah. Now. It's very convenient that all those sticks need a need a head stick to tell all the other sticks what we should do. So it's not like the head. It's not like the uh, the powers that be are part of the bundle. Well, they want you to think that they are, but they're not. They'll probably think they're they're like, well, we're we're the glue that holds the bundle together, and you know, we take the interest of the bundle and make sure that the bundle don't get burned. Like, okay, but. You're going to get corrupted. That's just, that's, just, that's just fact. So there's nobody that's incorruptible. No. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Wait, did I just answer a question that I didn't need to answer? Probably. Well, no, but that's, I just thought it was funny. Um, so if everybody can be corrupted, then... Well, I think that realization kind of helps. If you're going to get big, you're going to get corrupted. You have to, because there are these there are these other interests that are also big that they're like, well, you want to sit at the table or do you want to be consumed? Mm. So come join us. Yeah, have a seat at the table, or but they only want you to join, have a seat at the table if they think that they can you can do something for them. No, they want you to have a seat at the table because they think that you're one of them. Okay. So if you're not if you're not one of them, you're not going to get invited to the table. To uh. Begin with. Yeah, and if and to be invited to the table, you have to have like a. I always found it funny in politics that everyone's a everyone's a wheeler dealer. Everyone's playing the game, mm-hmm. and when it looks like that you might rock the apple cart or you know be bad for the game, uh-huh. they they out you with some kind of perversion, generally sexual. Or, uh, what the, uh, what the, uh, what the, what the bar associations like to call, you know, moral turpitude. Right. That's, that's what they get you on. That's how they ostracize you. But everybody's got the same moral turpitude. 
That's insane. So, you that's know. That's insane. Well, yeah, but that's, that's, look, we are, we are, we are all very good at geared towards from the time we were infants to know how to get stuff. Okay. Now, you know, babies know how to get stuff like attention and <coughs> love and all that just because of the way they look because they're babies. They're designed for that. They're designed to look like that. But but small children know inherit inherently know what to do to get praise and to get whatever, you know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. But like I said, I've just I, I always thought it was funny that that in a room full of cheaters and liars, they're okay as long as you're with them cheating in line and divvying up the pot. But if it looks like you're gonna be something different then or you know or you displease the group you get you get ostracized it's kind of funny though because like a lot of people are like oh i'm i'm all about independence i'm all about freedom i'm all about being able to exercise my own choices exercise my own judgment <clears throat> and yet you have to be part of the group to get ahead well no yeah you're all about all that for yourself but everybody else needs to do Right, I always thought that was the funniest thing when I was get when um earlier in my life when I was in college, and you know the main religious groups or any group, but the big the funniest thing to me about about uh, the Christian folks was that as you're getting recruited, they're always talking about the personal walk with Jesus and everything. Everyone's got a different personal relationship. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And then, you know, the, the more you get involved with the group, the more the personal relationship has to be a little bit more uniform than what they proclaim it to be. So is, is this the issue that you have with organized religion? I have no issues with organized religion. Well, you're not really part of organized religion, though. I have issues with people, and that's my own little thing to bear. But couldn't you just turn a blind eye to people and still be part of the religion? That's what you're supposed to do. Because God's so great and so powerful... He can take this broken, dirty washcloth, uh, wipe you with it, and you will be clean. You, did you just call the church the dirty washcloth? The people are the dirty washcloth. Okay. Church. So you're not anti-religion? No. I'm just very anti-big groups, which is, you know, that's just me. Weirdo. But the only way... As it's going, the only the only way to really get along is to side up with a big group and you know, get your get your getting. You know, my mother has has always proclaimed like she's she's always just like, Why are all these people with all these tattoos? That's just crazy. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there going, Yeah, because some of those tattoos cost a couple hundred bucks. Shit. You know, if you got if you got, got like got, a big tattoo, try try a thousand bucks. Yeah, so if you got tattoos all up and down your arm uh-huh. That's a lot of money. That's that's all I think about, right? Really? Yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, they don't. They never look good when you're old. Yeah, there was a. I don't know if it's a meme or something, but there was like a, a little joke in a newspaper, a Korean newspaper, a long time ago that I, that I, uh, that I, uh, that my mom just kind of read once to me. I was like, oh, that's funny. I was like, what? It's like basically the translation is like, what was a mighty dragon is now a shriveled worm. That's so true. But that, yeah, the, the tattoo, yeah. So when you get it and you're 20, you're like, oh, that looks awesome. Or you get the hot woman, you know, and then it's like over time, she just 
Or just, you mean naturally looks or just are you talking about tattoos? I'm talking about the tattoo. And so, you know. The tattoo of the woman. I'm not anti-tattoo. I'm just sitting there thinking. I'm just thinking to myself when I see people with like loads of tattoos and stuff. 40, 50, 100, 200 years ago. Those people were the ones sitting in the front pew yelling really loud about how God is great. <laughs> the ones with the tattoos? Yeah. You mean like figuratively? Uh, literally. If I think if you if you if you pluck any person with like loads of tattoos, aside from whatever body image issues they might have or whatever whatever mental issues they might have, right? Aside, those those are the folks that would be in the church. Really? Tattoo, what? Tattoos are popular. Oh. You know, all these people, like, like remember when you're in high school, and are they called goths now? Yeah. So well, I don't know what, they're called emos now, actually. Yeah, okay, maybe they were goths when we were... They used to be called goths. Or whatever they were before. Yeah, goths are old term now. Um, but isn't it funny how these people are like, yeah, man, I'm an outsider. It's like, how come there's like 50 of you in a group? And all dressed the same. How can you be an outsider? How can you be an outsider when everyone you hang out with is of the same ilk? You're not. I mean, are you all outsiders? I suppose you'd say yes, right? Because we're kind of like going against the grain of society. Well, you want to go against the grain, but you want to go together. Yeah, but maybe you like in a. Isn't that kind of how revolutions get started? You start with a small group. Revolutions get started, I think, because there are folks that want power from another group, and so they're trying to figure out a way to take it. So they use the groups. Yeah, and 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 if you think about it, those, there's no such thing as a true revolution. Well, you're talking about the fact that the the people that take over end up just being the same. No, I th- I'm talking about the the people that take over that that are part of the so-called revolution. Right. Are not unprivileged people. Right. They're highly privileged. French Revolution. What about it? Third Estate was what really kind of toppled the other two, right? I don't know much about the French Revolution. Well, the French Revolution, there was the the three estates in France, like the nobility, the church, and then everybody else. The masses. Right. Well, the masses were led by a bunch of lawyers. Okay. Now, when I think of... When I think of like something... Actually, lawyers re- lead revolutions quite often, don't they? Well, yeah. They're the leaders of revolutions. And lawyers are not unprivileged people. Gandhi was a lawyer, wasn't he? Yes. The um, uh, In Vietnam... What was... Was Nehru a lawyer as well? Who? Nehru? The guy that ended up being the leader of Pakistan. Was he a lawyer as well? Nehru? Is that his name? I believe so. Yeah. He was uh, a lawyer too. I don't know. But he wasn't unprivileged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even even the one even Stalin in the twentieth century that got that became the head of the Soviet Union. Yeah, was he it? was he was highly educated for his time. Oh, was he? Not as educated as other. So people. there's no there's no scenario of like some un, un underprivileged person rising up and being the leader. Well, Stalin did it, but he was like he was he was super he was super ruthless. What about the dude that was the Mongol? What's his name? Genghis Khan. Yeah, was he? Oh, was he? He was. Oh, he was. He was. Policy, the, wasn't he? He was the son of a tribe. He was the son of the chief of his tribe. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to find an example that doesn't fit your, uh, your little scenario. Mao. Okay. 
Father was uh, was wealthy for the time. No, I'm trying to find an example that isn't. I can't think of one. Che Guevara, doctor. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? Well, probably because there's no such thing as someone who's unprivileged that can get anywhere. So that's all just freaking a gang then. W.B. Du Bois. Huh? Uh, he was, him, him and uh, Booker T. Washington were on opposing sides of uh, the black movement in the late 19th, early 20th century. Okay. W.E.B. Du Bois, or Du Bois, I mean, he was, uh, he was the son of uh, middle class, wealthy to middle class black people. Right. Booker T. Washington, now he came up from the depths. Actually, I think he was, he was, I think he was a slave. So you found an example then. But he wasn't trying to lead a, lead a revolution. He was saying, look, you need to get yourself educated. Right. And you need to find a skill and you need to be very good at it. Yeah, right. So he wasn't like, oh, let's start this movement to yeah, he was, he was remove all, everybody. He was, he was all about, <clears throat> about empowering yourself through excellence. He doesn't get a lot of coverage. Oh, he gets plenty. Does he? Plenty in my book, but... Yeah, but like... Tuskegee Institute? Okay. Okay, so he does that. But you wouldn't think that he would be of interest to, like, the people that are trying to say that everything is, you know, about what race you fall into and the way that race is treated. No, he wasn't. He was like, despite what, despite your what race you are, if you you can, you can you can carve out a niche for yourself, right? And you can you can you can succeed, but your success depends on your aptitude, attitude, and how hard you work. Right. I could be getting it totally wrong because last time I thought about Booker T was in high school. I wonder if he <laughs> still gets taught. If uh, they still teach. I think they probably way. teach more. Du Bois, yeah. then, you know. And Du Bois was more about what we need to... Well, he was a communist. So he was oh. he was really into the critical theory and, you know, it's all about power structures. and Okay. Um, you know, as between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, I'm a big fan of Malcolm X. Right. Again, a guy that like, doesn't... I mean, there were some movies and things made about him, but... There was a movie. Right. That was Denzel, right? Uh, yes. I don't think I've seen that movie. Good movie. I liked it. I might have to watch it. But I read his book. What did he say? I can't remember, but I remembered liking it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're really low-fact today, guys. We're always low-fact. We're more low-fact than usual. But, you know, I, I just I just find it hard to sit there and say, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, and that's how you succeed. I'm like, I don't know, number one, because I'm not successful. That's so. funny, though, because that's what people want, though. Well, They if, want somebody to sit there and say, you got the question to life, the universe, and everything? I got the answer. That that person's selling you something. So it's 32. That person's selling you something, so you should, you should be very wary of that person. Right. But the, the, that's that's kind of but it's kind of what people want though. Well, and so and like in a lot of instances, that's what people want. Like they're like, "Shit, my life's not going very well. I'm not feeling very motivated. Everything is like giving me anxiety. I don't know what to do." 
And then someone's like, here's what you do. Well, and, and there are a lot of people that will do that. I have the answer. And those people probably aren't, aren't totally incorrect, but because we're all a little bit different and, and whatnot, you got to kind of carve something for yourself. Now it might not look, it will probably not look exactly the same as what somebody else's will, but there will be enough similarities. Yeah. You know, the, so, you know, community is not wrong. Community. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, I have a small one. Yeah. But you know, it's like not you're in your neighbors. Me and my neighbors. Uh, uh, I, I, well, I'm down to one friend from college, two friends, because they're married to each other. So I'm down to like two friends from college, and you know, uh, uh, uh you know, neighbors and 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 and, uh, and other small groups of friends that I have. But you know, I mean, that's a strange thing, isn't it? Like when you're young, like I feel like like when I turned, had my twenty first, twenty first is a big deal in New Zealand. I don't know why, because like it's not tied to any age anymore. I, I guess it used to be. It used to be that a lot of things were tied to 21. They're not now, but we still have a 21st. I remember my 21st, like, there was, like, 100 people there. Hmm. Like, I had, like, tons and tons of friends, acquaintances or whatever, and now it's, like, a handful. Yeah, I could... I don't think I know 100 people. Yeah. Well, now it's not It's not that anymore. I've, like, lost track with... Lost track of, like, 95% of those people. Oh, so you only talked about five of them. Oh, maybe it's... Maybe it's... No, you know what? It's probably about 20. I've got okay. about 20 left. Yeah, you know what I... Of I, those 100 people that were there, I'm still in touch with about 20. Well, when I was in college, I probably knew... I, I went to a small school, so... I probably knew of or knew pretty much everyone in my class. Yeah. So that's about 1,300 people. Yeah. Um, I'm always amazed by the by the group of friends where this they still have like a giant group of friends that are like from high school and they're still all hanging out and you know like I'm like how does that happen well if you stay in your community yeah and those people are doing community correctly I mean you can't you can't really get anywhere on your own yeah you can but you, it's it's super hard but you just said that no you didn't you said that's just kind of how you are yeah not necessarily a good thing uh no no I wouldn't say that it is or a bad thing Correct. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing either. It just kind of is. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sitting going, oh, I need to meet more people. I need more friends. And like, well, oh, sometimes I do say that, but. When I <clears> say <throat> I need to meet more people, you don't say I need more friends. Yeah, I do. I, I think I, well, because, because we live in an age, in an area, in a way in which human capital is, is, is good. Right. I mean, the more friends you have, the easier life is. Yeah. So or the more people, you know, the more acquaintances you have, the easier things are. And I'm not saying somebody's going to give me money, but let's say I have a plumbing issue. If I know a bunch of people, they'd be like, oh, well, you can check this out or, oh, hey, I know a plumber or, you know, a lot of a lot of things get get. You don't have to do the research yourself. Right. Right. I mean, if you if Cause you're like your friends, like, oh, I've got a guy who's great. Or yeah, so so it's it's like it's like double verification, right? You 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 got a buddy, you like him, you trust his whatever, yeah. and he says, "Oh, I know this, I know this person that that does this stuff that yes. that you need." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, okay, well, I'll go to him because otherwise, it's me just kind of looking on my own to try to find something." 
Right, and, and chances are it's like you're gonna have to like try four or five different people and Well not necessarily. Right? Well you gotta get lucky though, right? Well you you you'll get what you need in in the instance where you just kinda of look on your own. Yeah. But you might not have gotten the best deal. Right. Or a particularly good deal. <clears throat> or good service. Or whatnot, you know, I mean uh, like smog checks, I had to go through three or four, well, two. I had to go through two, two, yeah, about two places before I found somebody that I liked. Right. Yeah, me too. I've now got a guy that he just sends me a card every year and I go to him. Yeah. And before that, I, I went around looking because there's like, you know, tons of smog check places and, you yeah. know, I'd go to them and they range, the price ranges were outlandish. That is weird. That's a weird thing. But, you know, it's state regulated and, that's what you do to make your money, okay. That's a fucking boondoggle. Well, a lot of things are boondoggles. You know, like I've said before, I think I think a good chunk of our laws can go away and we wouldn't be any any more any less served. Right. So things are still shit here in California. Well, I think I think they'll they'll continue. And um, You said an interesting thing which I wanted to actually now I remember what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Did you have more of that stuff? Nah. How much time we got? Oh, got about four or five minutes. Um, no, it's an interesting thing because we were talking about the other day about the idea of of, of having a, essentially being being a business person uh-huh. in California and setting up business. Yeah, and you said uh, it's just not very good. What well, is it? And so I'm like, well, if you have, if you got to make it good, then you got to start with the regulatory, right? Or at least get doing away with the regulations. Uh, well, that might. That's something that you... Or is that just one piece? That's a piece, and it's something that, that one doesn't really have to worry about until he starts getting... till one gets a level of success. Right. But like as far as I can tell, like a lot of the big businesses have left or are leaving. So I'm like, well, how do you... How do you keep them here? Well, I don't know that the businesses that are leaving are businesses that should stay anyway. Philosophically, the whole idea where... We should always just have somebody make the really cheap stuff for us, I think, is dumb. Okay. Because all that really ensures is that you lose expertise. And then, you know, the people buying the stuff are are going to are gonna be people making the stuff and supporting the people making the stuff. Right. So, it's like farming. Food, most important thing in our lives. And yet... It's gone to the point, especially in this country, where it's super cheap, super factory, factoryized, factorized, assembly line, you know, super cheap to make. And then people start thinking the food should be super cheap. Right. And I'm just like, food's not super cheap. But it should be. Uh, Why does food prices always match inflation? Well, I don't know, but now you're hitting on something that, that... always gives me tons of tons of problems and that's the whole idea of inflation and money in particular I just I run circles on that yeah and never get anywhere um, but yeah so like now I was just curious to get your thoughts on what you think needs to change I guess it's a combination of factors it's not an easy answer there's many factors but I think I think one thing that might start helping people is to realize that we are of the ilk that number one 
we want to be able to tell everybody else what to do. Yeah. And, 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 a, and, a, and a following on of that is like, we want to be, we want to be on one, one level and everybody else be somewhere else. Yeah. Don't want like the same set of rules for everybody. Or the, the rules would be, I do whatever I want. You do what the rules say. And knowing that that's kind of something that goes in your head. Yeah. I think would be helpful to possibly potentially treating each other in a little bit more respectful fashion. So be fair. No, know that your instant impulse is not to be fair. Okay. And how would that make things better? Because you're going to be aware that you're essentially, that you have a double standard. Well, you're going to be aware that there's separate standards. And then what? You're going to like change your behavior based on that? Not necessarily. Then how's it better? Well, it's better when someone's acting like a cunt. You can be like, oh, yeah, I do that too. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, because nobody wants to think they're a cunt. Yeah. I love that word. I hate that word at the same time. Cunt. I love that word because of the Commonwealth folks, because all you folks. Well, we don't. We say he's a good cunt. I come from I come from the most American I've lived the most American life in the most American region. Count is a bad word here. And in my in my later life I am surrounded by non Americans. I know that's weird. I think it's funny. How did it happen? I don't know. I blame you. Could be my fault. Are we done? I think we are. Yeah, I feel like I'm like I'm having this a as people know, as, as we've talked about before on the podcast, whenever the pod, time to podcast comes, I have a super allergic reaction. You're like that Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live skit with with Conan O'Brien. No. When he was the bare knuckle boxer. Uh-huh. In the old timey days, and he was just super out of shape, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's winning fights because there's no... Well, because he's six foot four. Right. And bigger than everybody. Yeah. And then, you know... As, as boxing gets a little bit more integrated, there's more athletic black people coming in. He's just getting pounded up until the point where the bell rings. He just starts bleeding <laughs> uncontrollably. Oh, I have to look that skit up. It's funny. Well, on that note. Yeah. Thank you for uh, picking us up. Please continue to listen. Tell your friends about us. And now tell your friends. And now tell your friends. Give us more. Give us more views and clicks. I don't know why that's important. Well, I know why it's important for the other people, because they try to make money off we of it. We just need the Pantene effect to happen. I think that would be good. Yeah. We don't have any, like, tags or anything, so we don't know who's looking, who's listening. None of that stuff. I don't care. I mean, I think people should look and listen, and, and yeah. you know, maybe we can maybe we can all uh, fumble towards, uh, towards, uh, fumble towards, uh, the album's fumbling towards ecstasy, right? What album? That's an album. By whom? Might be Sarah McLaughlin, maybe? Fumbling towards ecstasy? Something like that. Okay. So we can all fumble towards ecstasy. No, we can all fumble towards, like, you know, better society. I like the idea of fumbling towards ecstasy, actually. Well, it's been so long since I've been in the neighborhood of the universe of ecstasy, <laughs> I, I don't know what that feels like. Well, I guess that's why I would like to do it. So, yeah, well. <coughs> now you got me thinking of that cocktail waitress with the black bow. Oh, Yes. If you're listening, I love you. She doesn't know who you are. Okay, I love you anyway. She's listening. Oh, and Maria, I love you too. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully Maria's listening. 
All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.